0: Nine and one and having so much fun. The Eagles play at home on Sunday against the three and seven Chicago Bears, the only game at Lincoln Financial Field in a four-week span. Last Sunday's game at Dallas and a three-game road trip that begins next Sunday in Seattle will test the Eagles Road Medal, which makes this week's game so very important. Welcome to the Eagles Live Podcast. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spidero. Glad to be with you and wishing everyone a healthy and happy Thanksgiving and weekend celebration. For for your families and loved ones. At 9-1 and one, the Eagles have the best record in the NFL. They've got a four game lead in the NFC East. So the division is in a vice grip. The goal is to have the conference playoffs come through Lincoln Financial Field, so the Eagles must keep winning. They've done all the right things in this eight-game winning streak. The offense is balanced and explosive and is scoring touchdowns in the red zone and minimizing giveaways. The defense has limited big plays and has absolutely shut down the running game, and the special teams have won the field position battle and delivered in the kicking game. With that said, the Eagles have a long way to go in the regular season to secure the number number one seed in the playoffs. We begin this Eagles Live podcast with our exclusive one-on-one with head coach Doug Peterson. Doug, it's back home this week. Take us inside your meeting rooms, your locker rooms. How would you describe the
1: atmosphere? Oh, wow. The atmosphere is electric right now. It's exciting. The guys are excited to come to work during the week. That's something that, as a coach, you're proud of your guys, that they enjoy coming and putting in the work. But it's exciting. Can't say enough about how well these guys are gelling right now.
0: Sunday night in Dallas, what was it like at halftime? A struggle, really, in the first half offensively. You haven't had many of them this year.
1: No, you know, I look back at the Washington game. We had played Thursday night and then a Monday night game, and, and there was a little bit of a lull to start that game, and it kind of had the same thing the other night against the Cowboys offensively, and stayed pretty balanced, though, run and pass in the first half, and really didn't change anything in the second half. We just regrouped at halftime, and offensive line just made a couple subtle adjustments and felt like we could still run the ball, and it came out in the second half and put up some good numbers there, and then obviously scoring on those three positions sessions was the key.
0: What are the Bears like?
1: It's a tough group you know Vic Fangio is uh they're a well coached group starts with him obviously it you know give you about four or five different defensive looks up front good rush defense so work's cut out for us gotta have a good week of preparation. Thanks Doug. Thank you.
0: What are the concerns with the 3-7 and seven Bears? Their offense is led by a running game that ranks 12th in the NFL. The Bears are a rebuilding team with a rookie quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, at the helm. Eagles defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz touches on the Bears starting with the running game that features Jordan Howard who has run for 841 yards and Darren Sproles clone Tariq Cohen, a threat on the ground and in the passing game.
2: They put both backs on the field at the same time a little bit too. Sometimes it's two back sets, sometimes it's one. You know, Traditionally, there's a fullback back there and two back sets, but not so much with the Bears. They can put two guys back there. It spreads you a little bit thin. You have to be very assignment sound. It'll test us in the run game. As for
0: Trubisky, the first round draft pick has started six games and has thrown four touchdown passes and two interceptions this season. He's completed 53% of his passes and has been sacked 17 times. Schwartz provides a scouting report on the second
2: overall pick in April's draft. He's mobile. You know, I think that's probably the big thing. You know, they're running the ball and they also do enough stuff with read option and some gadget plays to take a little bit of the pressure off of them. They're a good screen team and he's developing as a quarterback. I'm sure there's things he wants to work on. There's things that we need to keep him from having success with. Um, He's been able to make a few plays with his legs also, so that adds another dimension to him.
0: The defense received a big boost when cornerback Ronald Darby returned to the starting lineup at Dallas and played the entire game, breaking up a couple of passes and intercepting a Dak Prescott throw. Darby played the right side as Jalen Mills lined up on the left side, and the defense shut down, once again, the deep passing game. Harry Schwartz on Darby's
2: insertion into the lineup. Really the way it worked out as with Darby, number one, really not knowing 100%. I couldn't tell you 100% accuracy if he was going to be able to play 10 plays, be able to play the entire game like he did. If we were going to have to spell him anything else, and unselfishly he took over that right corner spot with that in mind. You know, I mean, hey, maybe he would have gone out the first series and had to tap out. Maybe the ankle wouldn't have been feeling good. And then we would have been jumbled. So it allowed us to stay in place. I think both guys have proven they can play both. If we need to match receivers, we can do that. We value multidimensional players, guys that can play inside, guys that can play outside. The thing I was probably most proud of with Ron was his tackling. Did a really good job, and Des Bryant's a strong runner, and they wanted to test him. They threw a lot of short passes, and him and Jalen were both there to limit the yards after catch. I think that was a big part of us keeping points off the scoreboard.
0: Join the inaugural Eagles Autism Challenge, a cycling run-walk event to fund autism research. It's a day for the entire region to become a team. Have fun, and together advance autism research. For more info, visit eaglesautismchallenge.org. Let's stick with the defense here and get a perspective on what's working so well. We go to safety Rodney McLeod, who had one of three interceptions to help beat the Cowboys. Where do you think the defense is through 10 games?
3: I mean, we obviously had a good point in the season. Uh, we've done a lot of good things up to this point. A lot of turnovers, kind of on pace and hitting our stride at the right time. And obviously coming down the stretch, you want to kind of take that next step. And uh, that's what we're trying to do. You know, we're in the hunt for the playoffs and to win this division. What is the next step? Just staying focused? Continue to stay focused, continue to stop the run. We got our own goals that we want to accomplish defensively. But taking it one game at a time, keep creating those turnovers for our offense, winning on third down the red zone. Um, and if we do that we should be fine but the run is going to be big. Down this stretch a lot of teams November, December like to run the ball so we're going to have to keep being effective in that way um, to help our team out.
0: People on the outside say hey the Chicago Bears 3-7 and seven. it's going to be a trap game. How do you avoid that?
3: I mean we just keep playing how we play I think we're excited to come back at home play in front of our crowd. It's another opportunity for us to showcase our ability um, versus another team any given Sunday man so you got to bring your A game. Chicago's been playing well with the young quarterback and they got a good run game so we're going to have to do the same thing it's going to start up front of the trenches and won't be forcing the pass the ball we got capitalized
0: on the offensive side of the ball the big story this week is wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey playing against his former team the Bears Jeffrey is thinking all about the Eagles not the Bears and he met reporters this week talking about the situation here is how Jeffrey feels about being in this position as an Eagle against the team that drafted him
3: Man, honestly, I've been having so much fun this season. I mean, every game, just look at it as a regular game, and hopefully we come out to win just have fun with it. I think it's the locker room, the guys in the locker room. Everyone just make you feel like you're a part of family and just everyone together. And everything else is a bonus, like being on the football field, just having fun, that's a bonus. But the most important is the locker room. You got to have the right guys in the locker room. Everyone got to be able to feel like they loving one another. It's a brotherhood. Just believing in each other. Like, our practices be harder than games. Like, we practice real hard and just scout team do a great job of giving some great looks. So games be easy.
0: The offensive line has been terrific, as we've talked about all season, and nobody has been playing better than right tackle Lane Johnson. It's interesting when you look back, he penned an article for the Players' Tribune in August titled don't mess with Philly. And in this story, Johnson wrote about how he had high expectations for this team. So being nine and one isn't exactly a shocker for Johnson.
2: Feels good, I mean, it's a lot of work's been put into it, so that's really where it comes, putting in the work in during the week and then let it pay off on uh, Sundays.
0: Does it feel different than when you're not nine and one, when you come in here every day?
2: Yeah, I mean, I had a long off season thinking about all the negativity that, you know, I've had in my career and then the season stuff. So, you know, people laughed at me whenever I said what I said in the Players' Tribune. So, you can go read it again, and see if they're laughing now.
0: With that in mind, is there's no sense of we're going to take this for granted.
2: I'll see another week, just like San Fran. You know, you come in and you think you're just going to roll over teams. That's when you get hit in the mouth. And, you know, I've been a part of it before in my career. So it's another team. They like to say faceless opponents. So that's where we're at.
0: Time now for some thoughts from our panel of former players. This week, we talked to Brian Westbrook and Ike Reese about the state of the Eagles first with Westbrook and what it's like to be in this commanding position as a player. Well, Brian, I mean, I'm mean, i not sure what to say anymore about this football team at 9-1. and one. The Eagles getting ready for Chicago. They come off this big win against the Dallas Cowboys off the bye week. Any doubt in your mind that the Eagles are the best team in the NFC?
4: The way that they're playing right now, great defense, not turning the ball over, certainly is the best team in the NFC. You can make the argument that they're the best team in the NFL just the way that they've been playing. Offensively, they struggle from time to time, but they don't struggle for their entire game, and that's the thing of beauty. Defensively, they come to play, they travel every single week, they come to play, and they Help the offense out an awful lot.
0: We talked about one of the questions defensively coming into the season was the cornerback position, but there were just as many questions about the running back position in the preseason. They didn't run the football well. I guess this is an illustration of just how important a great offensive line is.
4: Offensive line, defensive line, both sides of the ball. You win and lose games in the trenches. The offensive line has just done a great job recently of reestablishing the line of scrimmage, finding a way to dominate. tie has been a guy that you're worried about early on when he first started, when Jason Peters goes down. He's been the thing of strength now. He's talking about getting down the field, getting to the second level, providing blocking down the field. That's been a great thing. And now they have three guys coming out of the backfield that can get it done. It's been impressive to watch.
0: You ever talk to Deuce
4: about that rotation? How does he keep all those guys happy. You don't have to worry about them. That's the beauty about this football team. It's no me guys. It's all about winning football games. I don't care if the other guy gets the credit. I don't care if he gets more carries. I want my opportunities but if I don't get them, these guys are legitimately happy for the other guys. That's why this team continues to be good.
0: This season is certainly a reminder of 2004 when the Eagles roared out to a 13-1 and start. There was a feeling then of invincibility each week. Do you feel like this locker room has that same belief?
4: I think this locker room has a quiet confidence. They do it a little bit different than we did but they can continue to get better every single week, and you can see this team churning, just grinding. They're getting better, they're getting better, they're getting better, and they come together at the right times. And every Sunday they come out and they don't have a lot of letdowns. That's a good thing for this team.
0: I'll say it then. This week is a classic trap game.
4: It is, but this team has never come out in a situation and played a, a completely bad game, and that's a good thing. That's why they're 9-1. They haven't and played four quarters of bad football, especially defensively. If they continue to play that way defensively, this offense will get it going at some point.
0: Thanks, Brian. Thank you. This is Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles.
5: When you've got a quarterback, you've got a chance. The Eagles have a quarterback.
0: Oh, do they ever. And you're listening to the Eagles Live Podcast with Dave Spadaro. What can stop the Eagles the rest of the season? I think it's a question we've all wondered, and it's a question I ask Ike Reese in this Press Pass segment. I guess the question is, do the Eagles have any weaknesses?
5: Not glaring weaknesses, that's for sure. I'm sure if you ask the coaches and the players, they'd tell you there's some things they would like to do better or shore up, but as far as a flat-out weakness where they could sort of be exposed, no, I don't see any of that when I look at this football team right now, which is another reason why they've been the most consistent team all year long. You sort of know what you're going to get from a standpoint of all three phases are going to be difficult to get an advantage over, and the Eagles typically show up to play every week.
0: So really, it's just a matter of maintaining what you've been doing week by
2: week.
5: Yeah, it, it really is, and that's become sort, of, sort of the difficult part of navigating a schedule. Like, right? some teams, you know, you, you start off slow and you build to what you're going to be. The Eagles, <laughs> they haven't lost since week two, and they've sort of been out in the front through nine weeks, and so the one thing you concern yourself with is, have we peaked too soon? You know, you want to be playing your best football late in the year going into January, and I don't think the Eagles have peaked too soon. I just think because they are such a complete team, and the quarterback is playing so well, they've just been able to keep it at a high level for the majority of the season.
0: Is it tough for individual players to stay hungry at this time? Or do you go, hey, man, we're 9-1. and Look, we have a chance to do something really special. It's
5: hard to ignore the noise on the outside, right? Everyone's excited in the city. You can't ignore the fact that they are a 9-1 and team, the best record in the NFL, and players are human. So whether they ignore the media or not doesn't matter because they have family and friends who they can't ignore. And so what you try to do is you hope you have a nice mixture of veterans on the team that can sort of be daily reminders to some of the young players that may get too far ahead of themselves wondering about the possibilities. I think the Eagles have done a great job of bringing in guys who have won a Super Bowl. Malcolm Jenkins, LeGarrette Blunt, Torrey Smith. These guys have been a part of a championship team, and they know how to sort of navigate through the highs and the lows of a season. And more importantly, when everybody's heaping praise upon you, you got to be able to block that stuff out. So I like the mixture of players that we have on this team.
0: You've been in a situation where a young team like the Bears, rookie quarterback, not playing well, they come into town, and sometimes you kind of play down to the level of the opponent. Is that a concern for this week?
5: I think if I hadn't seen this team, this Eagles team, play against inferior opponents in prior weeks and see them come out and handle it the way you're supposed to handle it I would be a little concerned maybe a trap game they got a big road trip coming up in a couple weeks against top NFC teams but I guess the pleasantly surprising thing about this team is that even if they get off to a slow start it doesn't last for four quarters. It may last for a series or two. It may even last for a quarter. Certainly doesn't last for four quarters. And I'll tell you, the Bears are a team that's young. They've been infused with energy with Trubisky being named a starter. So they put up a nice fight early. And if you don't come with your A game, they can sneak up and beat you. they beat beaten Pittsburgh. They got a couple quality wins. I think they beat Carolina as well without even scoring an offensive touchdown. And most people think Carolina and Pittsburgh are two playoff teams. So the ability is there for the Bears to beat you if you don't Don't play your best, but us being at home, realizing what's at stake, I'd be surprised if this team doesn't come out with their foot on the gas pedal.
0: This looks too easy, right? The powerful 9-1 Eagles against the rebuilding and injury-ravaged Bears at Lincoln Financial Field should be a simple matter on Sunday, shouldn't it? No way! It wasn't long ago, 2014 to be exact, when the Eagles were nine and three and cruising, and then collapsed with three straight losses and missed the playoffs. In this Merrill minute, the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, says Doug Peterson's Eagles are not built to walk into a trap game. The Eagles are to the Eagles day. Day. Groundhog Groundhog do, in the Super Bowl. The Eagles today, it's wild day. They did it. They got it the end zone. I don't believe This game. game. Be in a museum.
1: I don't believe there's any such thing as a trap game. Every game is important. You look at a game like Sunday's against the three and seven Chicago Bears, and you say, you hope the Eagles don't take them lightly. And they shouldn't. And that's one of the great things about Doug Peterson. Every week he says to the team, let's go 1-0. and Now, I know the Bears have a losing record. They don't have any players that especially scare you. But I subscribe to that on any given Sunday theory in the National Football League. Upsets occur. And the Eagles can't afford upsets right now because there is so much at stake. Yes, the division is pretty much locked up. Yes, they have a four-game lead on the second-place Dallas Cowboys. But the whole thing right now is nailing down the best record, having home field advantage in the playoffs. And that's why this Sunday and every game is so important.
0: And that will do it for this Eagles Live podcast. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks so much for joining us once again. We're coming your way next with our instant reaction podcast from Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday following the Eagles-Bears game. Thanks to Brian Thomas and Richard Shu for putting it all together and thanks to you for joining each and every week. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. It's free on iTunes. Please pass the word. We've had a great response and who wouldn't want to follow the Eagles down the stretch? Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles, fly.